the emotional balance and the constant the strength of my life is derived from the, the fact that I feel loved by Hashem. And that love of Hashem is um, absolutely unconditional. And that's what allows me the sense of assurance that no matter what happens, good or bad, it's okay. It's all okay. But there is something I have to do. And the something that I have to do is hugely important. And my role to play in the world is a massive role that I need to play. And when I move my baby finger, I can move universes by doing so. So I have to live with this almost paradox of being absolutely aware of the consequences of my actions and be absolutely aware that regardless of what I do, I'm still okay. And that's, that's a deep paradox to play around with. But that paradox plays out in a beautiful way in terms of two contrary middot. There's a middah, which is called yira, which is uh, it's, it's, it's an awareness, it's an awe, it's a reverence, it's a, it's a sense of trepidation, a uh, responsibility, an edge to what I do. We need to have an edge to what we do. If there's no edge to what I do, so then my actions are fundamentally insignificant, and therefore there's no reason why I have to do them. But there has to be an edge, which means if I do this, that's great. And if I don't do that, this is a problem. Not doing that is a problem. So on the one hand, I have to have Yira, which means I'm concerned that I'm messing up or I'm focused on producing. I need to do something. I need to impact. I need to have an impact on the world. I need to impact people. I need to do something with this incredible um, kind of, uh, this, this incredible resources that I've been given. I need to bring those into action. And therefore, that's, there's an edge on that. Am I doing that? Am I not doing that? Am I succeeding? Am I failing? Those are the, on the one side. On the other side, there's this absolute awareness that even if I fail dismally, I'm still okay. It doesn't take one tiny drop away from my sense of worth because the sense of worth is derived from a different avenue and that's Hashem's unconditional love of me. His love of me is unconditional. His expectations of me are to the heavens. He wants me to be the best that they can be. But when I'm the worst, he's also okay with me. But he wants me to do the best because that's what's going to bring me out as a person. So now, how do these two things um, translate? One translates as the middah of Yira. The middah of Yira is the middah that I feel conscious, responsible, empowered, and on edge to make sure I'm doing the right thing. And the middah of Bitochen, trust, faith, is the middah where I'm totally reliant, have absolute faith. And both those midot create a completely and a radically different way from the unmodified experience of life. The unmodified experience of life is that when things are going good, they will keep on going good. Comes along Yira and says, mm, you can never expect things to go good because things in your life that are going well are instruments for you to access your meaning. They're there so you can achieve what you need to achieve. So if you are healthy and well and have resources, it's in order that you can use those things to achieve the meaning and the mission that you have in life. Now, what happens if you're not doing that? So Hashem could coach you by removing one of them in order to create an awareness so that you can then overcome it and become greater. So there's absolutely no assurance. Um, sorry, this is a quick message from Leib. Um, there's, there's a, at the bottom of your, the bottom of your, if you're coming in on a phone, 
there's at the bottom on the left hand side of your screen it says connect via audio i think if you push that button you'll be able to connect um okay so so oh, i suppose he didn't hear that because <laughs> he can't connect to the audio um did someone just write him a write him a, on the chat that how to connect um okay um sorry i was just reading the chat so now on the one hand you've got this this real edge and the edge says to me as follows just because i'm healthy today doesn't mean i'll be healthy tomorrow because there's meaning to my health my health is meaningful my health is given to me as a gift in order to make something of it there has to be purpose and meaning to my being if i'm wealthy it doesn't mean i'll be wealthy tomorrow because there's meaning to my wealth and therefore on the one hand yira allows me the perspective that the status quo is not a guaranteed status quo. It's completely in flux because it depends on how I'm responding to my mission. So as opposed to the normal status of our unmodified perception of life, whereby we assume if something is, it will always be, Yira comes in and says, no, just because it's like this today, it may not be this way tomorrow because tomorrow you may need something completely different because your wealth, your health, everything that's positive in your life is there to empower you. And if it's going to be more empowering not to have that, so that may be taken away from you. So Yira allows me the flexibility not to anticipate that just because it was this way today, it will be this way tomorrow. Bitochen is almost the exact opposite. What happens when things go wrong? What happens when actually the whole thing falls to pieces and I'm stuck, unable to, um, to respond because um, I'm not feeling well and I'm poor? What I do, so the classic example of Yerucham brings is from Chizkiyahu Novi. Chizkiyahu is a prophet, he's a king, sorry, and the prophet comes to him and says, listen, Chizkiyahu, Hashem, I have a prophecy, and Hashem said, you're, you're, you're going to die. You're going to die, and there's no way out of it. So how does Chizkiyahu respond? The Novi of Hashem has come to him and said to him, you're going to die. So, I mean, probably with me, I would say, Vidui. Immediately, Chizkiyahu, pulls himself to, to the wall and he starts to pray. And he says, Hashem, save me. And he gets saved. And he says, I have a, I have a tradition. I have a tradition. Even though there's a sharp sword. A sharp sword means it's going to cut. And it's not far away. It's on your neck. Don't despair. There's no reason to despair. There is nothing in this world that is fixed. And that's kind of the takeaway from both. Both on the side of Tocha, both on the side of Yira, nothing is fixed. Everything in this world is flexible, and everything in this world is adjustable, and everything in this world is geared to two perspectives. The one perspective is Yira, and the other perspective is Bitocha. The one perspective is meaning and mission, and the other perspective is love and acceptance. And those two things create the unknown in my life. But when I relate Yir and Bitochen, then ironically, what becomes known is the constant solidity in my life. For that thing. My foundation, my anchor, my anchor is that I know that whatever I'll be and what will ever happen, even in the most desperate situation, um, even in the most desperate situation, there's no reason to despair. There's no any reason to despair. I recognize that 
There's no reason for despair. There's no reason for giving up. And in the best situation that I'm in, I realize that there's no guarantee it will continue because my life is about meaning and my life is about connection. And when I'm in the most desperate situation, I know I'm still connected. And when I'm in the best situation, I know there's no reason to rest on my laurels. I'm still empowered. And my life becomes a much more active, a much more charged, a much more dynamic experience of living. There's no room for passivity and there's no room for sitting back because in the height of luxury, so then I think to myself, what could I be using? How could I be utilizing this moment for greater, for greater good, for greater experience, for greater impact? And when I'm in the midst of despair and I feel like everything's been taken away from me, I've got no sense of despair because I know the burden you're with me and just as much as you gave me the bounty, you've taken away from me and I trust you in both. Help me out of this matter. Use me as, take me out of you as your son. If I'm not your servant, I'm your son. Rescue me from the situation. And both are true. And always remember that the Rahmanus of the Father to the Son is way greater than the mission. Because ultimately, Hashem wants more than anything else. He wants that, that relationship. He wants that love. And the mission is for our own good that we can recognize and realize. Now, how do we process this in terms of our current situation? So it's an amazing thing. One of the most jarring aspects of the corona world is the radical uncertainty of absolutely everything around me the uncertainty of my job, the uncertainty of my future, the uncertainty of where I'm going to be tomorrow, can I leave my house? There's radical uncertainty. That uncertainty can, in the world of, let's say, um, unmodified, unrefined, unevolved un, un, uh, experience of life can be extremely, extremely disturbing and, and anxiety-provoking because I can think, oh, what's going to ever be? How am I going to get out of this? In the world of dynamic engagement in life, when we try to embrace life and we try to, we try to live life, not be lived by life, so then it's very different. It's very, very different. In that world, when the world stops, so then it's really giving me a new opportunity to start again. And I recognize, well, you know, there was never, ever a guarantee that the world would continue in the way that I saw it initially continue. It could have changed at any point in time. And clearly the fact that it's changed is the, the coach saying to me, I have to, I have to do something else about my life. And I have absolute assurance that that's going to be okay. So now I'm just thinking about a few things, experiences that I've had from this kind of coaching, this, this, this almost I would say an imposed, uh, an imposed retreat into self. You know, like the, the words of all the leaders are literally go home, go home, go home. Don't leave your homes, stay in your homes. Like that's the message. And that message is being broadcast on a global level. So, I mean, it's impossible not to hear. So what happens when I go home? So when I go home, I start to discover all these things which I feel I have lost. I start to discover the fact that um, I'm going home and also the amazing thing is, it's almost as if Hashem is saying to me, I don't want you to go to a minion. I don't want you to go to a show. I don't want you to daven around any people. Right now, I'm not looking for you to be like anyone else. The only person I'm looking for is I want you. And you're the only person I want. You in your uninfluenced, um, you in your unconstrained, you in your, your essence. I want you in your essence. I want you with no one else. No one's looking. No one's around. I want you. 
And that voice of go home, be with your family and be with yourself is such a powerful voice. It's transformational. When we learn living in the world, not in the world of unfiltered perception, the world of filtered perception, I recognize this is meaningful. This is engaging me. And this is, this is like life-changing. This is really, really life-changing because I'm sitting now and I'm davening in my bedroom. And davening in my bedroom has been an incredible experience for me. It's given me a way of davening and I have to think about it. And when I think about my day, I have to think about what am I going to do with my day? How am I going to splice up my day? What am I going to do? I can learn whatever I want to learn. I can daven in any way I want to daven. I can daven any time I want to daven. There's absolute freedom. And in that world of absolute freedom, so what evolves, evolves me. I had this like really jarring conversation with a friend of mine. And we're talking about like different challenges. And he's saying to me, like for him, a lot of his motivation to move forward in life has been Chemda's uh, mom and the pursuit for financial success. And he feels a, such a strong driver. And then through this experience, he started to reflect and think, what would be if he didn't have that driving force in his life? What would actually motivate him? What would be left? And so he said to me, what drives you? And I said, what drives me is, is covered. I just want, you know, I want, I want to be respected. I want to be affirmed. I want honor. And he said, what would, what would drive you? What would drive you if you didn't have that? And that, like, that was a very searching question. It's not a question that I've answered. But I was thinking to myself, I was actually meditating on this. And I was saying to myself, um, how would, I, how would I perceive, even begin to understand what my life would be with, without that drive? So I started thinking deeper, and I tried to bring to my mind this character inside of me, this part of me that seeks honor and affirmation. What does he look like? What's his name? And that was this, this jarring moment when I realized, oh, do you know what his name is? His name is Rabbi Siegel. He's like, this face, this counterfeit version of yourself that you present to the masses. And he's got like this, this, whole, this whole personality attached to him. And he's got like this whole kind of stuff that he needs. Um, but it's not me. It's really not me. So now who am I? I'm not Rabbi Siegel. He's just a persona. So who is the real me? And for me, this has been an incredible opportunity to, to really to deepen that perspective. And with this... Um, kind of this combination of Yira and Bitofen. And the Yira is this consciousness of I'm here for a reason and I'm significant in this world. My life makes a difference. And therefore messing up and fixing up are crucial, crucial things. Yet at the same time, it doesn't really matter what I do because Hashem loves me all the same. And that gives me the strength to pick myself up once I fall. And then it kind of rings in my mind what the, what, what the Pasuk says and the Baal Shem Tov explains that Tzadik Sheva Tomim Yipov Vakom, that Tzadik falls seven times and he keeps on getting up. Why does he get up after he's fallen? He falls. But why does he get up? Well, because he knows Hashem's there. And Hashem didn't mind that he fell, because that's the nature. The nature of life is we fall and we get up, and we fall and we get up. It's not coincidental. This is the nature. And now what's happening, we globally are falling, and we'll globally get up. But now is an opportunity. And uh, I was having this discussion. Now, obviously, every situation, there's a personal message. And the fact that um, the fact that right now, um, the fact that right now the world is experiencing this has a relevance to me. My home, my life, the fact that I'm davening in my bedroom is crucial. The way I decide to daven is crucial. Hashem is speaking to me individually. 
He's not speaking to everyone else. He's speaking to me. But he's also speaking to everyone else. If he wanted to speak to me and to speak to me alone, so then he would have just let me stay at home by myself. But why is he speaking to everyone in the world with the same language? So that intensifies this message. The message is for sure personalized, individualized message for me. But it's also a message that the world has to hear as a whole, which means this message is so powerful that it's spread globally. And that makes my role in this even more possessing, even more compelling. So I think that just is to sum up, Rabbi Yuchim allows us into this world of a much more sophisticated, a much more alive, vital version of life. In life, there is no status quo. The status quo is an illusion. Everything is flexible. Everything is malleable. And what I do with my life is I respond to the rich vitality that inhabits every moment. And when things are going good, I think to myself, am I using these right? Maybe they'll be taken away from me. There's no sense of assurance that the externalities will remain the same. What will remain the same, what is a constant is, I will be working. What is a constant is, I will be loved. What will always change is the external environment because that's how I become bigger. Imagine if you had an obstacle course which was just flat. No one would develop any range of skills. The point of an obstacle course is the complexity builds the skill. You know, there's a, it's a bit of a, a primitive marshal, but you know, this person who's donated enormous amounts of money to the military goes and visits a camp and he sees these soldiers doing this like obstacle course with mud and with barbed wire fences. And he says, listen, let me give you money so that you can fix this up and just make it like more of a pleasant experience. And obviously the commander laughs and he says, you know, that would be great, but I have no, no capable soldiers in my army. So the nature of life is it's an obstacle course. And therefore we have to imagine that at any turn, things could be radically different. And when the, our life shifts in a 180 degree, we have to train ourselves to expect the unexpected because that's the nature of who we are when we're becoming spiritual warriors. By the same token, when we fall into those depths and we want to despair, we recognize that Hashem's with us, even in the down, 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 darkest parts, and He's already there to stand up and rescue us from that. So there's kind of this duality of total assurance that whatever we do, wherever we are, Hashem loves us the same. At the same time, we are so empowered to shift every possible situation and utilize it for self-perfection and growth and connection, our life becomes a very, very exciting and different place. And that's the moment that we're in right now. And therefore, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of unknowns. And I believe it's an incredible training ground to facilitate us for the rest of our lives. Because when you approach life, realizing what we realize now, so even when things are perpetuated and they seem solid, we recognize that the solidity is an illusion and it could shift at any stage. So I thought that's a, a, a valuable point for today from Ibrahim. And the, the amazing thing is how he makes it his time contemporary. And he's like speaking about, you know, the rise of Hitlerism, as he calls it, before even the term Nazism was coined. And he's speaking about Hitler, and, you know, people anticipate that this is such a crazy thing. But he says, why is it crazy? There's no such thing as crazy because the world can turn at any point to any degree. So um, important things for reflection. Thank you all for coming. Are there any questions? Thoughts? Ideas. That was awesome, Rob. Life changing. Thank you. <laughs> Michi, right words. Thank you. I'll pay you afterwards.
<laughs> okay, guys. So have a good day. See you tomorrow. Thank you, Rabbi. Twelve thirty. Yeah, very nice. Those of you who want to, we're doing a preparing for your test Mitzrayim at three thirty today. You're welcome. Oh, what's what's going on? Three thirty. Yeah, what's three thirty? Preparing for your test What? Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi.